the cycling podcast powered by Super Sapiens. Energy management for committed athletes and coaches. Hello, Lionel here. This is our final regular episode of 2021. And so on behalf of Richard, Daniel and the entire cycling podcast family, I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And most importantly, say thank you for listening to us over the past 12 months. Once again, the three Grand Tours form the cornerstone of our coverage. And if you missed our recent Annus Galacticus episode, we thought we'd transport you back to the summer with our highlights from the Giro, Tour and Vuelta. We'll be back with our first regular episode of 2022 in mid-January. But in the meantime, friends of the podcast can delve into our Christmas selection box, which you can unwrap on Christmas Day. To sign up as a friend of the podcast, go to thecyclingpodcast.com. There are already more than 50 episodes on the feed, and subscribers can now listen to those episodes on Spotify too. What's in the Christmas selection box? Well, something for everyone, we hope. Kicking off with a love letter to cycling magazines, following the news of Pro Cycling's demise. Richard looks back at 10 years of the Green Edge team, now known as Bike Exchange, of course. There's a fireside chat with Lizzie Banks and Ian Boswell. We find out more about the man behind the Tour of Britain and Women's Tour, Mick Bennett. James Shaw explains why you should never give up on your dream. There's another instalment of our Young Rider Diaries with Mayo, Red and Joe. And Daniel tells the incredible story of Gabriel Muller. These episodes will be released one day at a time, starting on Christmas Day. Before all that, how about a familiar burst of Amalatera and a trip back to May to join Richard and Daniele Fribrancini at the Giro d'Italia. I'm off to wrap some presents. Well, that's wonderful to hear that music again, isn't it? Daniel, the familiar, now familiar, um, Amaratera. How many years is that? Is this our it's a few? Six years, six Giro with Amaratera Cozzi as our soundtrack. Daniele Fibrancini. And we're also joined by a mystery guest tonight, and he's sitting here, uh, Brian Nygaard. Hello, Brian. Hey, Jeff. Thank you for having me. So, I'm, I'm just to make sure I understand here. Are we drinking two different champagnes? It is just the start, and I'm really happy to, to be here. So, Herbie, most importantly, we're in Turin, and we're in Athia. Where are you taking me? Okay, so we're going to the Fausto Coffee Monument on Corso Casale. Even by your standards, Daniel, this, this is a is bit mysterious. weird. There isn't that, there's some big, big stuffed animals, but no so, cobra. No cobra, but he might be coming. I was no tourist. For better or worse, I had business in the Abruzzo. My destination was the remote town of Castel di Sangro, which some contend means castle of blood in the local dialect. Okay, here goes. Tombona vote van Nert, Kobe Hulsen's not that hard, Lawrence Nassen's even cool. Done, And I consider myself is in the form of my life. Tom Sales, Campanet, Ilio Kese, Common Lads, Trise Bond. The model is. The uh, <coughs> is an easy one. Axel Merckx, Eddie Merckx, trouble with the accents. You didn't say it right. 
That's what all the flambos say every single day. You didn't say it right. Well, it's amazing who you bump into at the, at the Giro, Daniel, isn't it? We've, uh, well, you, you contacted us a couple of days ago, the acting ambassador uh, to Italy for the US. Um, I wasn't quite sure how to address you, Tom, or dear acting ambassador, but you told me Tom. Yes, it's definitely Tom. Oh, Rich, good morning. Promise me an adventure, Daniel. Anyone who thinks that today's not dangerous, that today's not tricky, yeah, they can Well, do you know what awaits you, Rich? I'm giving you a, li a little briefing. Well, you told me it's a very steep road, Europe's steepest road. Well, it's been described as the hardest climb in the world. And yeah, and then and then the joke of the day was we finish up. I'll be the murder. Mobile phones flying right on. Vincenzo Nibali. Vincenzo Nibali second over the summit ridge, and here come the peloton. About what, 20, 30 seconds behind, and it's Lorenzo. Lucky Lorenzo. Lucky Lorenzo. An aging rock star, leather trousers. Balding, long hair, violent, lots of spies, lots of intrigue, lots of, um, you know, cross-border conspiracies and tunnels and things like that. If I said to you, you could pay an amount of money not to ride Lodzonkolan today, how much would you pay? <laughs> I want you to really think about this. Nah, no, it's not worth like like that. So I think uh, if, if I need to show it one stage in this Giro, I show, I show it the one of Monday. It's uh, really something really hard for us, for a sprinter. How much money would you pay not to ride that one? Probably thousand. <laughs> Looking a lot of uh, Colombian flags everywhere, and uh, all people uh, cheering uh, for me. Chiro, are these your fans? I can hear the chanting, the air horns. A, a lot of people think that these fans are for Bernal, but as a matter of fact, they're for me. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cycling Podcast nightly coverage of the 2021 Tour de France. And I'm joined by two people who between them have covered 32 Tours de France. <laughs> Francois Tomaso. Hi there. And Kate Wagner. This is your first your first Tour de France. Yes. A new voice on the Cycling Podcast. Kind of like came with like one mission, which was to talk to Tadej Pogacar, and that never happened. So that's annoying. You know what else is annoying? Me. So I've hidden the crisps here because crisps are banned during the podcast. And they obviously didn't realise I've hidden them. And they brought another bowl of crisps. I can be this close to the Tour de France and have no idea what's actually going on. That's the beauty of the event, isn't it? Well, we thought he was finished, done, washed up. Yesterday's man. But today he arrived by train in Valence. But that's enough about Mark Cavendish. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we, Lionel? Oh, hello, Richard. Hello, Francois. It's good oh, to be yeah, back. Yeah. I'm friends. Do you feel you're getting good value for money uh, from this Tour de France from Mark Cavendish then? Well, he is cheaper. I don't like to, to speak about next year, but if you are winning the 35th on the Champs-Élysées with the green jersey, you leave by the big door. 
Another back door. That is thousands of tons of steaming shit. <laughs> when you're bringing in thousands of tons of steaming shit on the edge of a French village in your English. Okay, right. Oh, hello. <laughs> we did a nice, nice pace, a good attack from the back and closed the gap like real men. Then we went on to a load of different climbs and then I think it was a third to last climb called the whatever. Mark Cavendish. Who's the unsung hero of the tour this year? As we knew that the time limit was going to be really tight, we really had to push him. Tim Declerc. And also was a really nice gift from him uh, that he gave me the jersey he wrote with today. Yeah, he soldiered on like, you know, he's a legend. Rigoberto Oran. Good to see you, mate. How are you? How are you, my friend? All is good, no? G'day, mate. How are you? Dylan Van Bal. Good to speak to you. Yeah, thanks. Talking with Simon Geshe here. Mate, you got to tell me about yesterday, because this was an amazing thing. You launched the attack. Next thing you know, Van Art comes past you like you weren't even doing anything and looks back like, how come you didn't take my wheel? What was that like? Yeah, it was a bit humiliating, actually. <laughs> Mads, how are you, mate? Ah, looking forward to Paris now. You're looking forward to Paris already? Mate, this race feels like it's only just getting going. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's crack one of these open and do a quick taster. Oh, that's lovely. This is a really good everyday, just slam it down, probably four or five, you know, in the afternoon before you really get serious. <laughs> four or five bottles or four or five o'clock? Both. <laughs> October 2011, New York, a case of 1961 Petrus. 1961 was the best year ever for Bordeaux wine. And it's also the best year ever for, you know, people birth because I was born in 1961. <laughs> so it's, it's obviously a great vintage. A, a fine vintage. <laughs> My blue-eyed son Oh, who did you meet My darling young one I met a young child Beside a dead pony I met a white man Who walked a black dog And it's a hard And it's a hard And it's a hard And it's a hard It's a hard Mir. Mir. Yeah. I think I've got it. I think I've cracked no, 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 no. it. Hey, amigo. You know you have a face beautiful enough to be worth $2,000. Oh my God, I thought you were happily married. Well, Daniel. Thank goodness for They're that. They're off. The I, was very, I was very tense there. I was very nervous. Looks like I get very nervous before Grand Tour start. Well, not as nervous as poor old Pelayo Sanchez Mayo, who's been sitting up there in the doorway of the cathedral here in Burgos, waiting. Where are we, Daniel? <laughs> We're in Sad Hill Cemetery, built in 1966 for the film The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, starring Clint Eastwood. Uh, I'm feeling good, uh, but... Uh, it's just the first week. We have to start with, uh, with the start, with the beginning. It's super hard. Uh, I think we'll be a big better, so... Thanks, Richard. That was stage two, which started south of the city of Burgos and looped 166. Not so much an epic tale of the Etapa today, more a short story of the Etapa. Stage four, 163.9. What are you going to do with that jersey? What, what will you do with it? I will not, uh, I don't know, maybe I will wash it, maybe I'm not going to wash it, and I will put it in a frame, put it in somewhere. What? Sorry. I will say to my son, ah, you see, it was no joke, I was real, uh, 
I'm a cyclist, huh? <laughs> He's a really strange guy. You mean on the bike, or is he a bit strange off it as well? With a name like Odd, I don't know. Yeah, I mean performance. Uh, maybe it's on the head and... Uh, um, yeah, uh, I've already booked a, a flight for my legs from Japan to here. I don't know if they make it in time. Uh, I don't know what happened. It will be interesting to see how the relationship between Enric and uh, uh, Superman goes during the race. Um, Sounds a bit loaded. <laughs> um, ah, I'm sure Is Mass a bigger worry than Bernal now, Primoz? At the, at the moment, seems like, huh? Uh, I, I don't know. I did, I did. Primoz, have you watched the Movistar documentary on Netflix? Not really, uh, if I'm honest. Good, you should watch it. It's very entertaining. Thank you. I, I, yeah, then I will check it. I think I saw the, the first one, but yeah, the second one, I, uh, I didn't uh, check it yet. The second one's even better. bit dirty. Um, I also heard something that 25% of the olive trees in the world are in this area. 20. Heard that as well, yeah. 20. 20%. 20%. Okay. Michael, you've been claimed by Scotland, uh, but we better clear this up. How long exactly did you live in Scotland? I spent three periods of I think about four months there. A bit on and off, but yeah, I was there for a good period of time. Maybe. Uh, yeah, it's racing, huh? sometimes you, you win something, sometimes you lose something, and yeah, today uh, we gained something, yeah. With some action, huh? <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, no risk, uh, no glory, and uh, yeah, was uh, was good. <laughs> nothing again, huh? <laughs> I don't know, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know nothing, I don't know the climbs uh, here, so uh, yeah, everything is new, and uh, yeah, hopefully I will have legs huh? that uh, I can I can come on the top. Pretty much, we all have uh, devices and things now that tell us how we recovered, how we slept. Do you look at them? Do you believe them? And um, how did you sleep? And how do you think you've recovered? I don't have it, huh? so uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I was fine, huh? You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, it's all good. Uh, so uh, yeah. we see how good compared to the others today. Huh? Very shortly after that, with 61 kilometers still to go, Egan Bernal attacked and Primoz Roglic reacted. First he marked the Colombian, but once it was clear that the gap had opened up a bit, and there was reaction uh, All sorts of things become more complicated in the rain, from feeding to, you know, getting the right clothing and so forth. Oh, Here they come! And, and it looks Bernal's like attacked with Rog! Oh my word! Well, we haven't been able to see footage, so we don't know what's happened here. We'll find that out from Lionel later, but... Bernal. From that point on, Iking was losing more time, and the gap between the Roglic Bernal Express and the rest kept growing, and it reached a two-minute mark before Bahrain Victoria started to chase. Well, Richard stopped in another bar, second bar of the day, hoping to happen upon some well, some Spanish fans. But what we found, we found Slovenians, um, two Slovenians, Nirja and Sada, decked out in Slovenian national colours. We've got the green and the blue, and you girls. I guess, a Primo Drogic fan. Yes, and also Bradley, Polite and Matthew. 
Well, I got a call from Movistar and uh, they say that Superman is willing to, to speak to me to explain what happened. La situación, o sea, el principio, el kilómetro cero o el punto cero de este problema de ayer es la situación de carrera, una situación de This carrera. This problem all started with the race situation yesterday, where three riders who were behind put the speaker on, on my phone and put it next to the microphone and, and I asked basically the same question five times in different ways. Is he still Superman or has he become, I don't know, what would, normal man? No, let's say he's a normal man right now because uh, the kryptonite was his temper yesterday. Yeah, this way that Primoz Roglic has, and we sort of joke about it and we're flipping about it, but this, what I call roglification, you know, the, the clinical way in which he yeah. can hunt It was down almost uh, the perfect ending, wasn't it? The way he hunted yeah, he down Henrik Maas in the time trial and, and, and just appeared on his shoulder on the perfect ending to a Vuelta that, where he's, you know, a very, very deserving. You know, I was looking at their respective. Oh. Oh. Rog is now dressed in tra traditional garb. Um, he's got, Rich, I'm going to let you describe that. He's a, well, he's got a stick, a walking stick, which is another of these items, part of the paraphernalia associated with the Camino de Santiago. He's holding up a, a furry, soft toy scallop. Sweet worries, huh? but uh, yeah, 